Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Horus. I'm your host, Kevin. Joining me, as always, my beautiful co-host, Walter. Walter, hey, how you doing? Great. How are you doing, man? It's great to see you. Doing good. Um, it's good seeing me. We were just talking before we started to record about how I'm going to order a new webcam, that my current webcam is like dying. Yeah, so you look like, like one... hot dog shit. Like <laughs> you said, I look beautiful and I appreciate that. I wish I could return the favor. Yeah, it's like one frame per second. The colors are all blown out. So I look like I have just like the worst sunburn you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's painful for my eyes. Yeah, I, might, I might have to turn you off halfway maybe through. See, maybe if I turn off this lamp, it'll. Uh, it, I look less sunburnt, but I more mean, tan. Yeah, Sh- sure, sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, folks. Yeah. So, um, speaking of not good, we watched Exorcist 2 this Fantastic. Week. Well um, done. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking about that. And I think we're also going to throw in a little conversation about men at the end because Walter has now uh, went and Let's seen watch the, it. Yeah. the newest, what is it, Alex Garland or Alex Gar- Garfield? Pretty sure Garland, it's Garland. I think. Yeah, yeah Garland. The newest uh, Alex Garland movie, his third movie, as far as I know. I believe um, so. Or third direction. Yeah. yeah. So let's, I guess, give our kind of overall opinion of Exorcist 2 up front, and then we'll maybe um, give a little synopsis and run through it uh, by our notes. Sure. Uh, this, look, guys, the movie's not good. We, we can all, we all know it. It's fine. The movie's not very good. I've did some research on it. It looks like it's on like a lot of lists for worst movies of all time or was for a while. And I think that's harsh. That's a little harsh. I think it it hurts by following up The Exorcist, just as it, obviously it's compared to that one. Yep. Because um, overall, like this is a movie. Like parts of this movie are fine. It's just fine. But there's like a few really dumb things, and it's too long. This man, there are a couple times where I was looking down at the timer for this movie, like we got to be close to the end, right? Yeah. I look at book. An hour left? Yeah. And then I'd be like, surely this movie's close. And I'd look down again, like, it's only been nine minutes. Yeah. It's only been nine minutes. <laughs> so this movie, I 100% agree with that. It's long. There's a couple scenes that, like, in the context of the film, it makes sense the way things happen. Yeah. But as a viewer, if you forget that context, you're just like, this is dog shit. This is awful. <laughs> um, I don't think I could put this movie as the worst, like one of the worst movies of all time. No. I think it's like, I gave it a two and a half. I feel like it's a two and a half star movie. It's like you said, there's some really good bits. There's some really good dialogue in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a good job of bouncing some of the themes uh, off characters in this movie and like having a little bit of dialogue about those themes. There's some really good A and B plot lines in this movie. Like I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a plot line in here that I'm like, okay, wrap it up. I don't give a shit about you. Yeah. And there's also some like really cool cuts in the movie. You're like where you're seeing plot line a develop and it cuts to plot line B and just some nice, like the way they use sets um, for the symbology or like just the drastic differences between the two areas they're cutting to. And so um, for just a quick synopsis of the movie, since oh, yeah. I know other movie podcasts are doing these, we should probably do them as well. Um, this <laughs> follows, yeah, this follows a man named Father Lamont, who has been tasked with trying to figure out what happened to Father Marin. Father Marin was the lead exorcist in the first movie. 
Um, this one takes place four years, three or four years yeah, after the original. Years. Yeah. Three or four years after the original. And you get to see what's going on with Reagan. You get a new priest that's kind of trying to figure out what is happening with Father Marin's legacy, because they are trying to decide if they should cast Father Marin as a heretic or turn him into a saint. And you get a little bit of like a clash of ideology between like the scientific view of what's happening, the spiritual view of what's happening, how technology can augment our understanding of the spiritual. It's the movie has all of the ingredients, I think to be a good movie, but I think that I, I I can't figure out what really went wrong with it. Aside from just like some scenes just could have been cut entirely. Yeah. It gets lost. I, this is jumping way ahead, but like the, the most prime example of like, this could have been cut is the lengthy scene of uh, father Lamont in a trance traveling to the original exorcist house it's like, oh, just have them fly straight there from Africa. Just have everyone drawn to that location and meet yeah. there. We don't I need think... a, like a montage of this locust flying from one end of Africa to the other end <laughs> yeah. of Africa. It's and just, there are some also yeah. just like some some of those scenes where <clears throat> Father Lamont is peering back in time that I want to talk about when we get to this. Because yeah. I, I think that's where a lot of the fluff of the film comes from. Um, so first note I have in here is one of the worst opening songs for a movie of all time. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. The original movie, banger music. This yeah. movie, some of the worst music I've heard in any film. What, when the credits were rolling, it's, it's interesting you say that because there's like heavy hitter talent behind this movie. Yep. Directed by John Borman, who directed Deliverance, who was knighted this year. Yep. It was, it stars Richard Burton, like right before his career kind of like came back, the other resurgence. And the score is by Ennio Morricone. Yep. Morcone. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Who you just shit on. So, but Sorry. like, no, that's no, it, you weren't feeling it. Um, but yeah, just like, like you said, like all the ingredients are here. Like it's it on paper. You're like, yeah, that's if you're going to follow up the extras, this is how you do it. And they have the same girl cast as Reagan Linda yeah. Blair. Linda Blair. Um, yeah. So it like the continuity was there. Like when you see her on screen, you're like, this is exactly the same girl. She's transformed into a baddie now, but you're like, this is the same girl. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I really don't know what happened. I'm wondering if this movie was like in production hell or something, why they yeah. made so many of these weird choices. Cause it's like the theme from the original exorcist was a banger. Bring it back yeah. as the theme for this movie. Why is that not in the credits, the credit crawl? Like, give yeah, it to us. that is a little weird. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's iconic music. You recognize it when you watch exorcist one, you recognize it right away so why not use that same music here um yeah the second note i had reagan turned into a baddie um that's about four minutes into the movie where we get a seizure again just tap dancing yeah (laughs) how is she a baddie Uh, i mean she's attractive she's attractive oh 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 as you're using those those young young people lingo that i sorry i'm a zoomer all right no cap for real for real on god I, oh, I just had a minor stroke when you spoke. <laughs> I, what? Um, something else that I really liked in the beginning of the movie that we get is we get to see Dr. Jean's office. Yeah. Um, she has this really cool, like futuristic psychology office slash lab space um, for these kids that need pretty intense treatment. And it looks like they're trying some new, like new ways of treating. Cause when this movie came out, 
some things we knew um, were disabilities, but we yeah. didn't have any like idea of how to treat them. Like this is maybe one of the earliest movies I've seen autism mentioned as yeah, like I was something that surprised. can be treated and worked through versus like, Oh, honey, Adada has been touched. She's been blessed by the <laughs> angels. You got to send it to the family farm. <laughs> um, so I thought that was really cool. And like, yeah, the office is like, you know, translucent or not translucent, but it's like got the glass. You can yeah, like see flip the switch. Yeah. You can flip like the switch in the Trek glass doors. to tint yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And then you get this scene of like this really cool futuristic office in the seventies. And it's like, wow, they had really big hope for the future of this field. <laughs> yeah. about like hypnotism machines. And then it cuts to the B plot line in this movie and it's in an old church. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you get this really cool, modern, bright, very brown doctor's office futuristic yeah. doctor's office it's, and then it yeah. cuts to like i mean the 70s a lot of wood paneling in there yeah then it cuts to this um like church foyer where there's like all kinds of buff apostles <laughs> uh for some reason everyone when jesus was alive was shirtless and had a 12 pack <laughs> some of the fittest dudes i've ever seen in my yeah. life my god dude I could not take my eyes off the painting in the background when um, Father Lamont <laughs> oh, was talking yeah. with the bishop. I mean, Jesus, yeah, Jesus is like, he's curling yeah. on the cross. He's <laughs> yeah. like, check out these guns. Yeah, he's dude. like, check this shit out. <laughs> Dope son boy, of, come on. Yeah, I'm the son of God, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that cardinal is like, is going for like a world record uh, of exposition dump. He's just unloading like, Ah, Father Lamont, here's what's going on. Here's what you remember, Father Marin from last movie. Here's what he did. Just burning through it. But I mean, the movie, we get a lot of those dumps. We got one in Jean's office when she's like, this is the hypnotism machine. Come on, Reagan, you dumb bitch. Like, you don't know what (laughs) hypnotism machines are, you idiot. She like explains it so nonchalantly, like they've just been around and we should all recognize what it is. Yeah. And well, I mean, everyone like picks it up really quickly. So. Yeah. How to use it. Yeah. 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 And like I said, there's a lot of exposition dumping in this movie, but I think all of it's pretty good. Like it makes sense why it's happening. Sure. It's yeah. there. Sometimes we get exposition dumps. We're like, I don't, I don't need this. It, it does. It didn't make me think the movie was going to be a lot more efficient. And I guess the other thing to remember is like when this movie came out in 1977, 1976, yeah. I don't know if people like were really wrapped up in like seeing every movie in a series. So I imagine they had to have a lot of this exposition dump about father Marin. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think sequels weren't that common even at this point. Yeah. So we get, um, another cool scene about 15 minutes in of Lamont, uh, father Lamont, the priest versus Dr. Gene, the psychologist kind of sparring back and forth about what's really wrong with Reagan and kind of the general state of the world today. And I think father Lamont actually has a really good soliloquy in there about evil and about how evil just creates more evil in the world right now is like in kind of a pernicious state. Um, so I really like that. Yeah, it, it is interesting and feels like kind of both sides are getting good points in, which like in the first movie, it's like we're, we're sort of getting through all the medical stuff to get to like. <laughs> in, the first movie, the doctors, in the first movies, the doctors are just like, yeah, one brother's like, fuck it, try an exorcism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, might as well, man. Yeah, it, it is nice to see uh, Dr. Gene is is much more compassionate. And it's uh, it's also nice to see Father Lamont is like, hey, this hypnotism machine is going to like, 
change the world with how we can treat people. Yeah. So Father Lamont also recognizes like technology and science like play a place in Yeah, they health. both they both come from a place of respect for each other. And that is uh nice to see and a very interesting dynamic for the rest of the movie. Cause it's they they there's some like ruffling between them and they drift further apart as the movie goes on. Yep. But it's it's nice and, to see like at the beginning there's like that they do have a, a bridge that they can uh, crossover. And I think this is the first scene we get in the movie where I was just like, oh no, <laughs> I've made a huge mistake with picking this. And right. what ends up happening in this one is that um, Reagan and Dr. Jean use the hypnotism machine yeah. so they yeah. can like this is the moment. go into her subconscious and transfer thoughts between each other. Yeah, it's a little unclear. Like they, they sync up their brainwaves and then yep. she's able to see her memories and first of all one of the worst props i've seen yeah, in bad. any movie this is a this is a i'm used to cheap looking props from 70s movies but this is like yeah, it's just it's nothing it's not dynamic at all mm-hmm. it's just a box with some lights on it and it's it really tedious to watch it be yep. work with like flashing lights and stuff like i don't i'm not enjoying looking at this thing go yeah, and then <laughs> it goes right into a scene of uh, Demon Regan, who's yeah. been possessed by the demon uh, Pazuzu. Pazuzu, yeah. I have more to say on that in a minute. Okay. Um, who's been possessed by the demon Pazuzu, and she is back in the room with Father Marin, um, and she is sticking out her hand in that scene and yeah. squeezing something. Yeah. And then it cuts to present day, and it is just Dr. Gene, like the demon's back in time molesting dr jean and squeezing her heart apparently her heart's located on her breast yeah or like dr jean's like in father Marin's body in that sense it's but yeah very it, unclear the image is superimposed and it did look like she's just fondling dr jean's breast it's really weird yeah and, and they, uh, they keep coming back to father lamont and it looks like richard burden is just in real time realizing what a huge mistake he's made just yeah. like Oh, oh, this seems really dumb. Just so you can see it in his eyes, like, oh no, this isn't gonna get better. Oh no. And it's just it's not a good scene. It's one yeah. of the first scenes in the movie where I think they really, really drop the ball with like the beginning to end of this whole sequence of events. And yeah, I just I couldn't wait for the scene to end. It was just very awkward to have yeah. this like it goes father, on for a while too. <laughs> yeah, Father Lamont's like in the room watching demon Reagan get molesting Dr. Jean while he's trying to like pull her out of her trance. Yeah. And it's cutting back between father Marin. It's just, yeah, it's bad. I didn't like it. It's mess. At, at the end of that scene, uh, father Lamont like looks right down the barrel of the camera and says it was utterly horrible and fascinating. And I was like, that is an accurate summation of what just happened. <laughs> you nailed it. Hit the, hit the nail on the head with that one. And yeah, so we find out that this demon is still around lurking in Reagan's subconscious, like trying to kind of take over um, her slowly, insidiously while it can. And one of the other things we learned about the demon is we learned the demon's name and the Mm -hmm. demon's name is Pazuzu. um, Awful name. If I were a demon yeah. and I got to pick like a sick demon name, I would not be picking Pazuzu. <laughs> have, have you? I mean, maybe that's what his parents named. I'd be like, I'd be like the spoiler or his something. Dad something. Is Pazuzu Senior. <laughs> something other than Pazuzu. 
Um, Do you think you he got... got bullied at demon school? Oh, absolutely. That's why he hangs out on Earth all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you, had you not the... heard the name Pazuzu before this? No. Mm-mm. Oh, I, I, I was aware that that was the name of the, the demon. They make uh, fun so... of him by being like, hey, Pazuzu, you, you take over, you possess any bugs today? You fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's grasshopper yeah, it's like, Pazuzu. It's a locust. <laughs> yeah, so um, we find out what's, what's going on with this demon's name. And <laughs> we also get one of Reagan's creepy-ass drawings that she gives to Father Lamont. Yeah. Not an artist. Stick to dancing, Reagan. No, yeah. The, the receptionist, Liz, is like, she draws well. And you see the painting. is like, that's you had to know that was from the weird-out Father Lamont, Liz. Come on. <laughs> like that's, I, That was a terrifying picture of that man. When it says she draws well, I was like, okay, maybe she's like, you know, supposed to be like 14 in this movie. And then I thought about it more. I was like, no, she's like done with school. She's like yeah, an adult ass person. She's, uh, I think she was like 17, 18 when they filmed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, look, I'm no artist. I'm not, yeah. I'm not over here being like, I can do better, but I just, it's I, weird I'm, that they called attention to it. I am over here saying I can do better. Um, I, so. I believe it. You, you have, you have a steadier hand than I. But so, yeah, that whole sequence of events, it's like Reagan can kind of predict the future through her artwork that she hands to people or she hands to Father yeah. Lamont. That goes nowhere. Yeah. That that whole, that, just like, does that come back at all? No. That whole like 10-ish minute sequence of him trying to find the fire, put the fire out, the aftermath of the fire. Dr. G yeah. being like, maybe there is something going on with Reagan. Um, that goes nowhere. Like yeah. it, it, it doesn't even really help build the case for um, getting dr gene to believe in like the supernatural because dr gene just fucking sees demons later on in the movie so it's like yeah what more proof do you really need when you, <laughs> when you come face to face with a demon i yeah i got so hung up on with a uh shit poor job father lamont did of putting out that fire just like being it with a crutch and just like Look, throwing chunks of fire all he over went the to place. seminary school and probably read a lot of thomas aquinas he did not go to firefighter <laughs> school right <laughs> His name's Father Lamont, not Engine Lamont. It's true. I, I can't fault him. Another scene that just to me made no sense um, is after this, Reagan wakes up in the middle of the night. She's been, or early morning, she's been like possessed by the demon Pazuzu. Yeah. And it tells her we're going to go flying. Mm-hmm. And she walks to the edge of her balcony, her very, very nice apartment in a high rise in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. And her balcony is like just missing chunks of balcony absurdly dangerous there's (laughs) no rail just a strong gust of wind would knock your ass off that building and i thought like i was like okay maybe they're remodeling this apartment that's why it's like this no that's just how it's designed it's like some chunks of railing with plexiglass and then some just open chunks in case you need to to make a quick escape (laughs) yeah in case you're just done with us all we just left a chunk here for you yeah it's wild we we should mention she's living with um housekeeper Sharon yep. who was returning from the first movie because her mother does not return for this movie. Yeah. Which, it's never really explained where her mom is. I know her I, mom's an actress. Yeah. She just, I think they mentioned that she's off traveling somewhere at the beginning and it's, it's really weird. Cause it, her mom the, doesn't even call to be like, yeah, hey, what up, Reagan? Yeah. The, the focus, a lot of the focus of the first movie is like her mom and that relationship. And it's super strange that, I mean, obviously they just couldn't get the actress to come back. And something we said about her mom in the first one is that her mom seems to have a really good relationship with her. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's weird too. Like they have a strong relationship. 
she's already like she brings her daughter with her when she's acting and then to like go through that whole you know the events of the first movie and it's weird like four years later like all right now we can use some distance that's all right like you're not you you don't want to hang around your daughter like all the time now well it's like i think her mom suspected that something wasn't right with her even after they were like cleared of the possession yeah i guess yeah yeah but like when she's having all these troubles like she can't sleep very well Mm -hmm. she's going off on like these weird hallucinatory tangents you know she's using this fucking hypnosis machine casually (laughs) for fun with this older man (laughs) and like her mom nobody thinks like Yo, we should call mom and we should fill mom in on what's going on with Reagan. Man, yeah. At the end of this movie, I was like, hey, someone's gonna call her mom about this, right? Like, does does she even know that any of this is going on? <laughs> we'll 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 get to the ending. Yeah, but we'll get to that yeah. in a minute. We still we still got a long way to go. This, yeah, we're, we're 35 minutes so, into this two hour. So early into this. So uh, go yeah. the, the priest goes or the, the father goes to visit the the old house from in Washington from Exorcist One, and uh, completely ignores the like a locust the size of a helicopter just flying in the corner as he's investigating. Um, but I, what does he gain from that? Is that where he has a vision of the the locust? So this is um, about this point in the movie. This is where he rides with the demon through Africa and kind of okay, sees yeah. the life of the demon, like from the first possession. Um, in Africa, where the demon possesses uh, Kokumu, Kokumu, yeah, yeah. Um, demon possesses, yeah. Um, <laughs> the demon possesses James Earl Jones. Yeah. Um, gets uh, evicted by Father Marin and some monks in an abbot in Africa. Yeah, and we also get like this really long, weird scene of them trying to climb into this monastery. It's like takes forever. It's not really clear what's happening. And one of the dudes dies. And like, when you see it, you're just like, this is really bad. But then you kind of remember that they're seeing this in a dream through the demon's perspective. So it kind of makes sense why things would be distorted and odd. Oh, but yeah, I guess that's... there's no other real visual communication about this being how they're seeing this event unfold. So like, it just visually is kind of a mess. And I, I didn't really care for that. Yeah. scene again, another scene that like pretty much could have been cut and we would have not lost anything. Yeah, but that dude falling like every time they cut to like another shot of him falling it, like it looked worse like they just like we, they ran out of money as as the man descended and just like every shot it looks less and less believable uh but i remember watching that scene and thinking like oh well now it's a good thing that they just caked max von sidow in old man makeup uh during the first movie because now they get to do his younger days yeah what luck yeah father Marin also didn't look as old in this movie i think yeah i think he he looked way better like healthier in this movie than he did in the original one and this is i'm gonna give you a heads up this is about when i start to take notes way more slowly (laughs) because these scenes after the first hour of the movie the movie was already moving pretty slow and it moves Mm -hmm. even slower and the first exorcist movie i think something we commented on is like the possession stuff is like pretty fast to get through. Yeah. It's like the last 30 minutes, 20 minutes of the movie, 30 minutes. Yeah, the, the, the actual exorcism is like the last 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. And this movie is like very slow and plodding, but it feels so much longer. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're about a similar length. Uh, but yeah, this one just the pacing on this one is 
it's it's uneven too. Like parts of it feel like it's going going along at a good clip, and then just you hit the brakes, and it screeches. And something that happens around this point is we get the tap dancing scene, and I don't think tap dancing is like a form of entertainment for me. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine being like excited to go to a tap dancing show. It's, I think it's hard to tell if ha- tap dancing is being done well. You know, like I think it's supposed to be like a high school performance. So I think it sure. like kind of makes sense why the tap dancing in this scene was not great. Yeah. It's supposed I, to be like a club performance, like a kid. I don't want to say kids, but like a, an 18 year old's tap dance. Performance. Yeah. But a few moments later. Hey, sorry. I think my internet dropped out. Um, yeah, it did. But I believe you are back. Um, yeah. Things look good. Sorry about that. No problemo. Um, you're talking about tap dancing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my my point is, I I don't like even professional tap dancing. Like I I I don't know if like that specific tap is supposed to be there. You know, like if if they do it wrong, I don't think I would notice. Really, um, and the, you know, like the big motions, like and the leaping, I get, but like just the individual, like if they're just standing there doing the little tap, I don't think I, I would know. It's kind of like freeform jazz. Like, I mean, I guess that's right. I... There's a there's an album called I don't know how to play piano by um, fuck who's the guy that ben, uh, Benjamin has a band, the comedian, something Benjamin has a van. Anyways, no, I, I don't know. Um, he literally can't play piano hmm. and he gets some like very talented jazz musicians to play sessions with him. And he's just like hammering out the <laughs> occasional random note on piano. And the other people he's playing with are such professionals that they make it work. Like you're listening to you like, this is, you know, a little bit more free form for my taste for jazz, yeah. but it's pretty good. John Benjamin. Oh, John, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Benjamin's jazz albums, uh, Jazz Daredevil, I think is another one. Hmm. But I don't know how to play piano. It's just perfect. It's classic. It's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's the tap dancing. She's a Caesar, seizure during the event where she yeah. really starts to slip into more and more of being possessed by Pazuzu. Also, probably the only thing from that tap dancing event anyone's going to remember. No one's going to be like, you know, the dancing was pretty good until Reagan had that seizure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it's that's a real shame for the other kids who worked really hard on that tap dance routine. <laughs> so then uh, the next the next cool note I had was we get this trip on Pazuzu's wings through Africa for like the third time in this movie. Yeah. Way too long of a sequence. We see it way too many times. <laughs> I'm thinking they spent a bunch of money on that. Like we're getting our fucking money's worth out of this, boys. Yeah. We perfected um, the close up of the locust. We're just going to stick with that. But we get to see uh, Kokumo's sick locust fit that he has. Yeah. The demon flies to track him down because the demon is trying to show Father Lamont where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, as the demon like tries to seduce Father Lamont with its power. And, dude, he's got... Kokumo has some fits. All right. We get a <laughs> sick fit here. He has a sick fit later on in the movie. Um, what fuck are, is, are these slang terms that you're dropping on me? Today? A fit? A fit is someone's outfit. I mean, I figured it out by context, but just our listeners, our listeners know. All right. You, you are, you are not a young man. (laughs) I look, I work with young people. Okay. (laughs) 
I was told that spiritually I'm a Zoomer, so. Yeah, by people who do not know you that well, because you are <laughs> the oldest soul. I spend, I spend eight hours a day with these people for years, <laughs> you know, using, using their slang, calling things cap or saying something's bussing. So they know me, you know, they appreciate my, my ability to learn the language. I, I still think you're making up every single one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the long con to get me to say one of them and sound like a right asshole. <laughs> someone, someone said that you know you're old when you don't recognize the slang people are using anymore. So Yeah. Um, but I think just working, being around college kids helps a lot with, with keeping me young at heart. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Anyway. Um, Anyways, Kokomo's uh, sick outfits. Yeah. We, yeah. we get to see a couple of them in this film. And this one is just, it's not as cool as the one we get to see the next scenes that we get with him, but it's mm-hmm. pretty sick. Yeah. The, the man knows how to wear it. Uh, also, after that, after his vision, um, Father uh, Lamont describes it as like a strange mud city in Africa. And you're like, all right, man, don't be careful with, with the edges because they're throwing out here. For this movie coming out in the 70s and for some of these scenes supposedly taking place in like the 18, the late 1800s. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, that's like the only thing I'm like, that's a little offensive. Yeah. Um, it, even sure, even with Father Marin when he's with when he's with the African tribesmen who are using like, you know, shamans to combat the locusts. He's not like, uh, you know, the the lowly African tribesmen yeah. with their These primitive savages. magic. Yeah. 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 So I, I did appreciate that. I was like. When we got those scenes of Father Marin uh, in the village, it was like, oh boy, he's about to say some old timey racist stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they pulled the punch. They held back on that. So that was pretty nice. So then um, Father Lamont goes on a trip to track down Kokumo to ask him how he beat Pazuzu and finally broke free of his hold. Because something we find out in this movie is just because you've been exercise doesn't mean that you have kind of defeated the demons hold on you. You can still be seduced by its power. Yeah. And during this trip, it seems like nobody really wants to help father Lamont. Either they think that he's a devil worshiper or they just don't know who it is that he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And he good. I I just, the father Lamont needs to like, stop telling people that he flew on the wings of Pazuzu's locust. Like, all the Bad. time, he's just like, I have a close personal relationship with the demon Pazuzu, and that's why I'm here looking for this one guy. Just like, of course, people are going to like think you're a heretic if you're talking about all the times you've hung out with Pazuzu. Mm-hmm. And so this in this scene, you know, Father Lamont can't find uh, Kokumo, so he reaches out to Pazuzu, so Pazuzu will guide him yeah. to him. And we find out uh, later in the film that this is like another kind of dream sequence that they're going mm-hmm. through and it doesn't actually happen to him. Um, Pazuzu leads Father Lamont there and Kokumo is wearing an outfit that's like a locust costume. Yeah. Uh, so if he's looking down, you see a locust head looking at you. Very cool outfit. I love it's that outfit. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. And Father Lamont is challenged to show his spiritual commitment to God by walking on spikes, pretty brutal test. Mm-hmm. Instantly yeah. fails it. Yeah, just <laughs> the, right the, out the gate. The scenes, the scenes in this movie that are pivotal, and you're like, I wish I had a little bit more time here. Yeah. Very short. The scenes yeah. in this movie, they're just like, fuck, can this end very long? <laughs> just drawn out. Yeah. The that whole because it, it is very dreamlike, and you're like, it, 
you don't know what's going on. But yeah, it is very tense and very, it's like kind of the most, the only real like gory part in the movie too. And it's, it's shocking and yeah, like you said, like I wanted it to like, I want to expand and, more on that, but it's just over in the flash. And I'm surprised that that's kind of the route they go is like showing that Father Lamont really had lost touch with God and was like now fully committed to helping out this demon um, and was starting to be more and more seduced by the powers of the demon. So I, I thought that was like an interesting and like a cool way to show it was that scene. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, at, right after that, which I, another thing that goes a long way to make me feel like this movie could be way more racist than this. We find uh, James Earl Jones's character, and he's like wearing a lab coat, working in a laboratory, studying. He's locusts. like a doctor researching. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I've been primed this whole movie to like expect him in that locust outfit and stuff. And yes, like when like- we finally talk to him, he's just like, oh, hey, hello, how's it going? You know my flawless James Old Jones impression. Um, and well, and that's, that's why Father Lamont couldn't find him because Pazuzu had lied, said like, you know, he's still here, he's still a shaman. Mm, and so yeah. the demon had lied to him and didn't tell him the whole truth that he like was a, you know, a scientist trying to genetically engineer a new species of locusts so Africa wouldn't have these massive locust swarms. Yeah. And he didn't remember being possessed by Pazuzu yeah. at all. He said, or like he says like, oh yeah, my mom would have said that but he's yeah yeah so it's like it's just an interesting scene that the you know the demon gets caught lying to him about this yeah and the the scene also is when um kokumo gives uh father lamont like the advice of like you know you shouldn't have to expel the demon you can maybe be like a good locust that can contain the demon and keep it keep it sealed away yeah Uh, setting up the finale which is weird um yeah well that's yeah but once I was really disappointed we didn't spend more time with uh, James, Dr. Kokumu, uh, or James Earl Jones's character. And also in the Africa scenes, there's that guy, Edward, who like smuggles artifacts and flies a plane and stuff and like seems super fucking interesting. Yeah. And we, he's around for one scene and I'm like, what are you doing, guys? Yep. He's like, oh yeah, you need you need to know where this guy is. Like I smuggle stuff all around this country. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Delivers a huge crucifix to some nuns. And it's just like, what what's this guy up to? Can we follow him for the rest of the movie? So this is where the movie I think really starts to pick up with paranormal events happening. Um, Father Lamont returns to the you know what the US. And yeah. I don't really think he kidnaps Reagan, but he like forces her to come with him. Uh, as he goes back to Pazuzu's source of power, which is the house from the first movie. Yeah, he gets, they use the hypnotism machine again, and that puts him into a trance. And yeah, I don't think he really forces her to come with him, but she follows him. And, and this, this is the scene I'm talking about where like, it, the, like we could have cut pretty much this entire thing out. We see Reagan and Father Lamont on the, on the train a bus and we I, see the thing that i thought was funny is they take public transit they take a train and a bus yeah. zero problems getting there <laughs> yeah. um gene and sharon take a car to the airport right. yeah nothing but trouble on the way there you know they have to stop for a traffic accident help people out yeah they fly the plane almost gets taken out by pazuzu's power as they're flying in the air because pazuzu mm-hmm. is like the demon of airborne evil spirits Oh, and then yeah. they take a cab from the airport to the house 
and the cab driver just gets fucking murked by Pazuzu yeah. on the way there. They they get stopped in the taxi too. There's like another emergency that they stopped and like the doctor gets out to help with. Mm-hmm. Like there's so it's comical how long it takes them <laughs> to get and there. Movie, and just like every scene is like, I don't care. Just get to the fucking exorcist house. At, at the end of this movie is just like a giant commercial for why public transit and trains are good. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So they get to the house and there's a big spiritual battle between Father Lamont, Pazuzu, who has created a Reagan doppelganger succubus and Reagan. And Father Lamont has to choose between embracing the evil side of Reagan uh, and having sex with the succubus or not doing that and saving her soul. And it's a very weird sequence of events. Super, That's the way they're going. Strange. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how I really like that for an end battle versus like just a straight up, you know, throwback exorcism scene. Yeah. Cause it, he, so yeah, he's, he's in the transfer while he jumps on her to the, the succubus Reagan to have sex, which is super uncomfortable. Cause I, I looked up that guy was like 52 and she was 17 at the time. Like that's unpleasant. I think she was um, but, 18 in this movie. It okay, sure. Still, still big age gap. Yeah, and gross. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then he beats or he's choking real Reagan, and then decides that he needs to rip out the heart of Succubus Reagan. But he's just sort of like punching her in the stomach, like yeah. the way it's framed. It just does not it's, look convincing at all. It's an uncomfortable scene to watch an older man like straddling a young yeah. woman, choking her and punching her. And you're just like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Like if my wife walked in right now, this how would I explain this mm-hmm. to her? No, the scene where my wife walked in was the scene where they're in Africa and he's trying to find Kokumu. And he like goes to like the brothel and the woman gets brought out like half naked. Oh, yeah. Trying to like yeah. offer her. That's when my wife walked in. Like, of course. I was yeah. like, it's for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the one scene of nudity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She walks in. I have, you know, my Luberderm and my box of fish. I'm like, get out of my room. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So, um, yeah. Father Lamont ends up winning. They defeat uh, evil Reagan. And then the, the house, house comes down. Yeah. The house gets swarmed by locusts and it, it torn apart by locusts and spiritual yeah. energy in a scene that really makes no sense. Uh, but yeah, and then Reagan spins her arm and becomes the good locust, and that calms everything down. It, her spinning her arms was a throwback to when the right when the James Earl Jones, yeah, young James Earl uh, Jones did it. But it just I, I don't know. This end part of the movie, I think, was a kind of a mess compared to the original. Yeah, yeah. And we get a scene where, like, Sharon sets herself on fire when they first arrive at the house for reasons. Sharon's evil. I, She's yeah, possessed. Yeah, was she by... possessed? Or was she, she like, she, mentioned she, like, stayed away for two years and then came back? Like, I'm supposed to assume, like, in those two years, she, like, followed Pazuzu? She embraced the evil. She was seduced by Pazuzu's power instead of um, her own kind of good consciousness. But it's still just like, it doesn't make sense because she was there for the original possession. Why would she be like, yo, demons aren't real. God's not real. I'm a (laughs) a woman of science. I'm a proud atheist. I'm going to be seduced by this demon. It's like, (laughs) I don't know. I think if I went through an event like that, I would be like, I'm fucking blood in blood out catholic at this point if i saw <laughs> yeah. someone get possessed 
Because in the first movie, it's like not like Reagan goes through no physical changes. She looks like a monster. Yeah. And like she's spinning her head around. She's crab walking downstairs. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she just, you know, yeah. had a little um, bipolar disorder. Yeah. No. Like something's, something's metaphysical, metaphysical is going on there. Yeah. So Sharon's turn at the end of this movie, I thought just didn't make any sense. And I don't know. I feel like there's a way they could have resolved this like battle between the scientist and the religious man um it seemed like it had already been done it's yeah. like i i don't know why they felt they had to include that yeah dr gene like spends a lot of time getting there and then doesn't play any part in the finale yeah. he's just sort of there to talk to them at the end yeah and it's it's really weird um yeah and then so uh, Father Lamont and Reagan run off together, uh, I guess, to but who knows where, but just to escape and go out there. And this is the point where I was like, eh, someone's going to call your mom, right? Like, is she, she going to come back? Like, she's no waiting one, at the airport right now. Like, where the fuck is Sharon? She's yeah, supposed to pick me up. No one calls her mom. No one yeah. gives her a heads up, tells her something. something's going on with Reagan. <laughs> and we don't see her mom at all. And it's like, to me, it just felt very strange that that was the route they kind of wanted to go with yeah. the family dynamics in this movie, <clears throat> considering how they spent so much time in the first one, mm-hmm. really letting us know that her mom was like a good parent. Yeah. I I read this on IMDb Trivia, so take it with a grain of salt, but I read that uh, the woman who played Dr. Jean was originally cast to replace the, the mother, like the, take over that role, but then they decided to go a different route and made her the doctor instead uh, but she does like look pretty similar to the mother from the first movie to the point where like when we first see her i thought like oh she's a child psychologist now that's interesting um but yeah it it's it, it seems weird like if they had cast this woman like no d- stick with that that's definitely the way to go with it like that's yeah i i don't know like we said kind of at the top this movie's just a mess. I didn't like it. I'm really yeah. hoping the third one pulls the series out because uh, we seem yeah, to be tail spinning. <laughs> yeah, we seem to be tail spinning big time right now. <laughs> and <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think there was a good movie in here. I think that if someone yeah. re-edited this, you could pretty easily cut out 30 minutes of fat and yeah. make this a nice 90 minute movie versus a two hour yeah. movie. I think that'd be like very doable. Yeah, um, absolutely. And some of the other things, like some of the other kind of weird issues with it, like some of the special effects aren't great. It's a 70s movie. <clears throat> yeah. Some it, of the, it is a 70s movie. This is also the year that Star Wars came out. So it is a little weird to see like some of the really bad, like superimposing. And, um, and some of the like audio was off in a couple spots, which I don't know if most people would notice, but I noticed like the audio didn't match what yeah. was happening on screen. But I, I think this movie is a two and a half star movie. It's not the worst movie I've seen. It's not the best movie. There's some really yeah. good lines of dialogue in it that I've like wrote down the timestamp of so I could copy it. Um, it's, I it's think, okay. I think two and a half is a little generous. Um, I, like I said, there's some good I- ideas. It is interesting that they kind of like did a, did something different than the first movie took it in a different direction, but it's just kind of a mess. Um, and I just does not, does not come together for me again 
has the the uh, un unenviable unenviable task of following up like what's considered a fantastic movie. Yeah, so it's it one gets, of the best movies, not just horror movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, but like of, of that era, certainly like one of the finest films. And to ha- then like go into this one, like I see why people were disappointed. This is not the worst movie ever made, though. This, like this, it's fine. It's fine. So I looked up Pazuzu, and his father's name is Hanpu. Another oh, just boy. tragic name. Yeah, that's real bad. That's. I, I wonder why they didn't go with that name for the movie. That's. <laughs> it's like it's like I used to work in hospitality, and we had someone with the family name Wacker check in, Oof. and both the father and the son had first names that are like euphemisms for dick. Is that, <laughs> is that the word I want? A euphemism or like slang yeah. for dicks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like um, imagine going your whole life with people calling you Dick Wacker. And then naming your son something else like yeah. Dick Wacker. <laughs> then doubling down on it. Yeah, that is that is cruel. <laughs> that guy should have had his child taken away. Um, uh, also, real quick, uh, a fun fact. When I was looking this movie up on IMDb, under the suggested titles uh, included Bikini Model Academy. So okay. maybe we should check that out. Is Linda Blair in that? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um. She, I don't think she returns for Exorcist 3, but I believe she did do a spoof movie called Repossessed, I think with Leslie Nielsen. Also, have you, I, have you heard about the, the, the prequel movies of The Exorcist? No, I, I have not. This is That sounds tragic. Yeah. Yeah. These came out like, uh, you know, mid-aughts, I think. But like they, uh, Paul Schrader, who's the guy who like wrote Taxi Driver, he's directed a bunch of other movies. I think First Performance is his most recent uh, movie. Um, but like wrote and directed the script or directed this movie, had it like almost all the way finished. And then they, the studio backed out, uh, gave it to Rennie Harlan, the man who directed Deep Blue Sea um, and Cliffhanger, two fantastic movies. Uh, and like churned out some really like of the time uh, horror movies that was really bad. And then the next year they like let Paul Schrader, they like released the Schrader cut of the original. So there's like back to back two movies of Exorcist prequels. They're mostly the same movie. It's fascinating. And like mostly the same cast, but not completely the same cast. Are they, they good? To... No, I, the, uh, the like, the re-edited one is apparently quite bad, and then like the the Schrader cut was like slightly better, but interesting. Yeah, not good. Yeah. So while while we were talking to, I also looked this up on Letterbox, and this movie is doing better on Letterbox than I thought it would be. Really? Because I think on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie's at like a sixteen percent or something low, but on Letterbox, it seems like <clears throat> the average is a two out of five. Um, with about 13,000, almost 14,000 ratings. So I think that's pretty impressive for this movie. Um, there were yeah. not a lot of half-star reviews, only about 1,200 half-star reviews. So like the bulk of the reviews came in between one and a half and two and a half stars. Hmm. So I think that's that's pretty neat. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this movie is getting a little bit of a uh, re- reconsideration. Yep, and so doesn't we des- ha- doesn't deserve much more. Like it's it's okay. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. And so yeah. we've both seen men. Um, both seen men, yes. Let's, um, I did not care for this movie at all. Sure. I, I believe I believe I, I knew that going in that you you were not a fan of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I tried to not let that. What did uh, you think of it? Come my expectations. Um, uh, overall, I didn't really care for it. It's one of those movies where, like, it got to the end. And I was like, "All right, yeah, man, sure, that, yeah." I guess yeah. it's it's that movie is like being cornered by a drunk guy at the party, and he's just like <laughs> railing, like going on and on, and just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh, I hear you. Yep, 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 yep. So I gave this two stars out of uh, five. Yeah, I don't think it's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I think it's no, below I, average. I think there's some things in it that really worked. <clears throat> like I really like that all of the men in the village are the same actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of interpreted this as like the woman who we're seeing the story unfold had been like harassed at different points in her life. And this man was just like filling in like yeah. different ages of men who had harassed her in her life. And I was like, okay, that's kind of neat. Um, I think the movie really falls apart at the end. Yeah. Um, I, and I think it, it, it has like a, uh, it's trying to say a lot of things and it gets those messages across at the sacrifice of like a coherent story or an engaging story. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's necessarily trying to be overly coherent, but there it is one of those things where like it gets to the end. I'm like, how much of this am I supposed to take literally? Like the, like the first half of the movie, like we're, following this woman and i'm like it, it feels very grounded like with what she's going through and then like all the crazy shit happens I'm like so is that actually happening is she hallucinating what's going on because well, at the end when her friend shows up her friend's like yo yeah what's going on what's what's all this now yeah um and so it's just like the thing the thing i took away from this movie is um it had some really scary scenes and i'm glad british people aren't real that yeah. was the one thing I walked away the from thing this. There, but a myth. And um, someone needs to tell Alex Garland that there's like more to femininity in the woman experience than just being like <clears throat> tragically uh, suffering at the hands of men. Because yeah. this is his third movie where like the main theme is like women suffering and having no sort of control over their yeah. own life um, directly because of men and it just i don't know i, I think it worked with ex machina um yeah, i think I, in annihilation it was fine but in this movie i just don't think it works mm-hmm. um yeah and and i i largely agree i was uh and i think we have similar feelings about his i mean i i was i really liked ex machina and was kind of so so in annihilation boy um, uh, i told some people that i was like annihilation was mid so yeah it's like it had some cool scenes, but the end scene with the alien thing, I was like, was just super bored the whole time. Yeah. And they lost it on me. <laughs> and I mean, it's just, I, I don't know if it was just like, just kind of the, the, what was happening like politically in 2018. Like if you, if sure. you said you didn't like this movie, people would just assume you were like some diehard MAGA person or whatever. <laughs> but I think people are coming around on annihilation, not being great. Yeah. Anyways. I, I don't know. It's, uh, or the uh, Exorcist 2 and Annihilation are just crossing like ships in the night. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, this la- last thing I'll say about men. Um, yeah, overall, not, I didn't really enjoy it, but it is one of those things where, like, well, and without spoiling it, 
the ending is like that definitely showed me something I've never seen before. And I like credit to that. That is like I do like on, enjoy, it, I do enjoy that in movies when that happens. It went it, on for it, too long. It goes on for way too long. And like yes. the first the first couple um cycles in that sequence, you're like, whoa, this is horrifying. And after that, you're like, this is so fucking boring and trite. Yeah. Like, can this please end? It, it reaches the point where like even the the main character like looks like she's kind of bored of it and like she just walks away and is like all right let me know when you're done i'm i'm going to be in here you let me know when you're done yeah my my friend characterized this movie as um this is alex garland uh tweeting out hey queen saw your tweet about how men are trash i just wanted to let you know that i agree <laughs> although i myself am a man ugh i know <laughs> i'm on your side one of the good ones as some may say <clears throat> Um, so I feel yeah. like that's a fair summary of that's, the film. Yeah, that's not that's not too far off. Um, yeah, like I again, I I didn't hate it, um, but I it I don't think it worked. And yeah, and I mean there were some scenes that were like I think actually pretty terrifying. Um, the scenes yeah. of her in the house, kind of towards the end of the third, yeah, and then to the first third of the film were that was really good. Mm-hmm. I like the scene where she's just like walking through the woods and sees the naked dude. Yeah, um, I thought that was pretty good. Some very, very tense stuff. <laughs> and in there, yeah, the scenery in this movie is gorgeous. We get a lot mm-hmm. of really nice landscape shots, and I think I'm just becoming a sucker for like really nice panning landscape shots. So really, I really, I, really I thought it was a little this. overdone. In, in really, this one. yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's a movie that I would say if it's on streaming service, you like A24, you like Alex Garland why not give it a watch yeah I, but yeah. if you're looking for something to watch i think you can safely skip this and watch quite literally anything else and it's a, a better use of your time yeah if, you, if you're predisposed to like this sort of genre of horror um it's worth checking out but uh yeah if you're if you i don't, don't want to say like a casual fan if you, if, if you don't want your night fucking ruined by some horrible visuals uh, then skip this one. So I think that wraps it up. All we have left to do is talk about what we're going to be watching next and yeah, do our outro. I think that's it. Frantically looking over my list to uh, see because I was not ready for this. Boy, there's no. a really easy pick. Just sitting. I yeah, right I know there. you're you're trying to tempt me into. We could be done. We could be free of this series. <laughs> yeah. Um, I part of me is tempted like. Not not pick Exorcist three, let you do it, and then start like repossessed and the two Exorcist sequels <laughs> being my next three picks, like just tricking you into like just going all the way, baby. I want to watch the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. I haven't seen those since I was like in high school, and oh yeah. So I, I mean, I have some ideas of stuff to watch next. Like I want to watch yeah. some of the, or I want to watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've never seen that. <clears throat> I've mm-hmm. seen most of the most of the newer versions of the film. But there's there's some stuff, um, some classics back yeah. there. I'm hoping you pick out one of those. I, I was, so uh, I'll feel a little less bad about picking Exorcist 3. <laughs> I When I was thinking about the fact that this is like the second movie series that you've thrust upon me and trying to figure out what I should pick instead, uh, like in retaliation, what I settled on was the Puppet Master movies. <laughs> I, there's a piece of me, like I really liked those movies when I was a kid. And like there's a few, there's like eight or nine of them, and they would be unbearable. But um, I won't I won't the, do that. The sad part about yeah. horror movie is is there are a ton of like series that you have to watch. So it's like, yeah. do I really want to slog through watching this whole thing, or do I just want to watch like a one shot movie and I'm out? 
There's yeah. a ton of remakes in this genre. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of fucking reboots, like because they're all cheap to make. So it's yeah. yeah, they they can just do it. Yeah, yeah. I watched um like a video essay about the history of film, and they talked about how kind of a big part of the proliferation of horror was when uh, directive VHS came out, and films were just like super cheap to make. Horror is very low budget, very easy yeah. to do. And there's freaks and weirdos out there like you and I that will watch shit like that horror movie set in the grocery store. I'm like, this is a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, enough stalling. Um, have you seen the movie Willie's Wonderland? Nope. Nicholas Cage. I Even if I'd seen it, it, I'd lie and say I hadn't seen it just so we could watch it. Oh, how kind of you. Um, I will not extend that courtesy to you in the future. Uh, yeah, that, I think that'll be my pick. I've been meaning to watch that one for a little while, um, and I am interested. Uh, I know only a bare minimum of the story of it, but you know, I'll, I'll let you discover it on your own. Okay. Because now you're now you're locked into watching it. So Willie's Wonderland for next week, folks. So Willie's Wonderland for next week. I'm excited to watch this. I don't think there's any housekeeping uh, we have to say, other than I noticed we've picked up some new listeners. Oh, hey. Um, welcome, so thank everybody. you. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Please make sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review, um, leave us five stars. If you're if the podcasting platform you listen to does star rating, tell your friends and just enjoy watching shitty movies. Yeah, or we'll, we'll pick some good ones sometime, <laughs> guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We did Exorcist well, last week, guys. Remember? <laughs> We'll pick some. We'll try to pick some good ones, or I'll yeah. try to pick some good ones from here on out. But <laughs> yeah. I just I think it's fun if you're someone I think like us that just enjoys movies. Yeah, I think there is like a, an amount of like you have to learn to appreciate the good and the bad movies. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I, we I all, mean, I'm not mad that I watch things just as too. We all have stinkers that we really enjoy too much. Yeah, for some of us, it's Con Air. That's oh, how dare you? <laughs> we can we can take this <laughs> off air, but how dare you? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks, and have a good day. Thanks.